Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 2nd. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us today. You can also follow along on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Of course, you can seek Rob out on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. And I'm also the, on there, Casey Daniels 317. And unlike the Brownsburg Community School Corporation, who is now apparently very afraid of citizen input after, well, allegedly one of their students was forced to eat vomit by some of their employees and they didn't do anything about it for two months, uh, you can comment on my tweets. And you'll respond as well. (laughs) Let's talk about what's going on with Donald Trump and CNN. CNN is going to host a presidential town hall featuring Donald Trump. So the network, they just announced this yesterday. It's going to air at 9 p.m. on May 10th. And it's going to feature Donald Trump taking questions from New Hampshire Republicans and undeclared voters who plan to vote in the 24 primary. He just never learns. He, he, he never learns. One of the greatest mistakes Trump made during his first presidency is thinking he was still Donald Trump, celebrity apprentice guy, New York billionaire tycoon guy, and that these these uh, networks were not out to get him. And how many times did he, whether it was talking to Bob Woodward or the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN or... He would go on these places and he'd get totally burned and then there would be some just rage tweet from him about how unfairly he was treated. But then he kept associating with the people who were, he alleged, treating him unfairly. And yet here he is. He This has happened just after he threw a tantrum about having to participate in the debates that he wasn't consulted about. Right. And now he's going on CNN. He's going to do his own thing is what he's saying. Now, I'm a little confused about this because it says that this is for pay TV subscribers. So do you have to pay to watch this town hall? I don't know. Other than your regular cable? Well, I don't have cable to begin with, and it's CNN, so I'm not putting any effort into ever promoting anything CNN does. But you are the person with high amounts of disposable income, so maybe you could do a quick investigation on that and let me know. Well, that's what I'm wondering, because this is the town hall is going to be available for pay TV subscribers via CNN's platforms, and it's also going to be available on demand. So does that mean if you just get your regular maybe it's that C- CNN? Oh, they scrapped CNN Plus, didn't they? Yeah. That was I- what they hired Chris Wallace for, and it lasted a week. So, But regardless, it doesn't matter. Basic CNN, pay CNN, anything CNN. Why is he doing this? Why does he throw a tantrum when the Republican Party says, here's where, here's our debates, everybody running will be invited, you're all asked to participate. He, he, he just acts like a spoiled brat. I shouldn't have to answer questions from the other Republicans who are running. I shouldn't have to defend my record in front of those people. And yet when it's CNN, he can't sprint there fast enough. Well, I mean, he is a marketer, right? No such thing as bad publicity. He's going to go and he's going to spend time with whoever will let him but he's to gonna, get his message out But there. he's not getting his message out because it's CNN. And you know, Casey, you know, you and I sitting here right now, it always ends the same. He's going to get asked something and it may even be a fair question. You don't think these questions will be scripted? Well, I think CNN is going to script the question. I think they know who they're going to call on to choose. They're not going to call on Rob Kendall. <laughs> they're going to know who's going to ask the question. And it may be 
uh, a valid question, but if it's a hard question and one he doesn't want to answer, then we're going to see a bunch of truth, or they call truth tweets, whatever they're called, about how unfairly he was treated, about how CNN is rigged, about how CNN's rigged against him, the low-rated moderator, d- dumbest man alive. He just never learns. He won't. He throws a tantrum about having to stand on stage with Republicans, Casey. Mm-hmm. In a Republican debate, and one of the things that he was complaining about is who the moderators are and what network it'll be, and then he runs off to CNN. See, I don't think this is going to be hard-hitting for him. This, to me, sounds very staged, because it's a town hall, it's just him, it's full of Republicans and undeclared voters. It's not going to be an auditorium full of Democrats who are going to come attacking him. To me, this is a publicity show. This is just more marketing. Casey, you're a very wonderful human being, and you have had immense success in this business, and I revere and respect you. You think CNN? CNN. Who will do anything for ratings, and they know that Trump brings ratings. You think CNN? What, is the bastion of journalism? They're going to allow a Trump puff piece of any sort? They're going to be like, yeah, Trump, you just pick the people you want asking the questions, and we'll just stand up there and go, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's completely possible. For all we know, the people that are in this town hall are going to be pre-selected. What CNN have you been watching the past 30 years? Hey, I hope the one I mean, that the one that just fired Don Lemon. Well, it, they didn't fire him because he was liberal. They fired him because he's an ass, and when the <laughs> women hated him. I mean, I, hey, if you're right, when is this thing supposed to be? May tenth. Okay, if you're right, we'll jot this down. If you're right, you come on here and you lead the next show with Rob. You are wrong. <laughs> eat it. And there's nothing. And there's nothing more that I would like than for you to be totally right. And go, oh, see, it was totally rigged in Trump's favor. What a great puff piece for Trump. We'll see. Okay. I want to play this audio from Arnold Schwarzenegger because he says that he believes the Dems are going to have it easy if Trump is the nominee. He says with Trump as the nominee, the GOP is just digging their hole deeper and deeper. You said history shouldn't repeat itself. Donald Trump is now the front runner to be the nominee of your party, of the Republican Party. Given everything you said, does that concern you? Absolutely not, because being a frontrunner of one party and um, letting them dig this hole deeper and deeper is going to make it easy for the Democrats in the end to win. It's sad to see that, that they couldn't come up with a new talent, with a new face that is a... um, a reasonable, smart, intelligent person that can lead this country uh, in a Republican way. You think there's no way he would win again? No. Is Arnold right? Well, uh, says look, Republicans I, can't find new talent. I am loath to agree with Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, because he was an, a, a total disaster as governor of California. Essentially, lied to the people. You know what was interesting about Schwarzenegger when he was governor? He campaigned about as conservative as you could campaign. When in 2003, when he decided I'm running for governor, he ran, especially by California standards. Now, granted, California, while wacky, was not nearly as wacky as it is today. But he was talking about how, hey, the unions are are uh, destroying our government. We got to bust these guys up. We got to put the taxpayers first. We got to you know do these reforms for the people. I mean, he ran on messing up the state house. 
And he got in there, and to his credit, he did try the first session, and he got defeated because he was just one guy. And instead of doing the right thing, which is, okay, we're going to come back next year. I'm going to spend a year advocating for this, and we're going to get it done next year. He caved, and he went far left, and the remainder of his, what proved to be, I guess you'd call it two terms, was, I mean, he was a Democrat. And so for so I'm loathe to agree on anything Schwarzenegger says, but I, you know, I'm not going to backpedal out of what we've talked about on this show for months now. I think Trump is a highly flawed candidate who is highly offensive to especially suburban women. Mm-hmm. And I think Trump has this bizarre effect on people, this rage, hypnosis, whatever you want to call it, where people who otherwise would not vote or participate in the process will show up to vote against Donald Trump. Yeah. So I don't know if that's agreeing with Arnold Schwarzenegger or not, but I think Trump is a highly flawed candidate. I think he's an undisciplined candidate, I, and I don't think he will do the things necessary to get himself across the finish line. A highly flawed candidate running against a highly flawed candidate. Right. I, I think it's... And look, maybe it... Is, I know Ron DeSantis, people have issues with him. I just think there's such a contrast. Like, think about it from our job perspective, okay? You were not here in 2020, but 2020 was exhausting to have to come on this radio show every single day and figure out ways to explain or talk about Donald Trump in a somewhat positive manner sometimes, especially during COVID, but even the early stuff. Again... The Stormy Daniels thing, the calling her horse face, funny, but not to the people that he needs to win their votes. When you're the president- Not the undecided. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't needlessly chase away people. When you're the president of the United States, when you're an office holder of any sort, this is why I got out of public service. I was bored. It was boring. Now, I wasn't necessarily boring, but I had to be careful- about what I would say about people because I I was representing a large body of people. Now, I never compromised my principles. I still did all the things that I told people I was going to do. But there were times where I wanted to say things about people that I couldn't say because I had to coalition build, maybe involving that person later down the road. And I was like... You can't completely burn that bridge. No. You might now, need again, them later. I never compromised my principles on how I voted or the things I tried to pass. But you know me, Casey. I enjoy lighting someone on fire that needs to be lit on fire and going, boy, you're really going to burn. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of it. When you're the president, especially the president, you've got to be at all times thinking about what is the ramifications of the words I'm about to say, the things I'm about to do, and does this, most importantly, does this help me further my agenda? And the stuff he said about Stormy Daniels, about uh, Morning Joe's wife, I mean, this the repetitive, it was just an, a never-ending cavalcade of exhaustion with him, and he's clearly learned nothing from it as he's running again. I don't want to have to do that for a whole year. I want to come in and talk about Ron DeSantis. You know what we talk about with Ron DeSantis? Oh, his wife? Yeah, she's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, his kids? Yeah, they're perfect. Oh, Ron DeSantis, his life? Oh, well, he was a prosecutor, and he was a, a member, a decorated member of the U.S. military, and he's squeaky clean. You know what we'll talk about? His legislative successes. Yes, we'll talk about government reform. We'll talk yeah. about tax reform. We'll talk about fighting back against radical leftism. We'll come in here every day and talk about the things Ron DeSantis wants to do rather than trying to find a way to go, well, well, it's kind of funny that he called her horse face. 
<laughs> Why would, as a party, would you want to go through that for, for another election cycle? Well, and all of the polling says that the word people are using is exhaustion. Yes, and, and by that's the way, why. Dave Higgins in the YouTube chat, it is okay for me to name call because I'm not running for public office. You know why I don't run? Well, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons is I would have to start being professional again. You know what I do here? I educate and entertain people. That is my literal job. I am paid based on how many people listen. And Casey, have you seen the ratings? I've seen the ratings. We do a pretty damn good job at it. But if I were, we're all right. If I were running for, let's say, Casey, I suffered some sort of head trauma mm-hmm. and somehow was convinced, let's just say in four years I was convinced to run for governor, I would be entertaining but I would do it in a different fashion than I do this radio show every day because the goal is to win. It's a different job. Exactly. Yeah. The expectations are different. I don't want to do that. That's why I don't do that. That's why I come here. I can flame whoever I want to flame. I can roast whoever I want to roast. I can name call whoever I want to name call. I can prove whatever points I want to prove. I don't have to walk home going, wow, was I offensive to a suburban woman today? Donald Trump or whoever is the presidential nominee for this party. He's not asking those questions. That is the job. The job is to coalition build, and Donald Trump is incapable of doing that. It is 18 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Americans fault news media for dividing the nation. There's a new AP poll out, and we're going to review that coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Picking up the pieces of my sweet shattered dream. 21 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Things that are trending this morning. Oh, boy. It was the Met Gala last night. And the, the theme, Yeah, the Met Gala. The theme was Karl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. Of course, the uh, German fashion designer, he passed away, I believe it was in 2018. Not exactly a guy with a clean, squeaky record. At one point, he said that no one wants to see curvy women. But I don't know about you, my my feed, all my social media feeds are just full of pictures of people in their dresses and their attire and good for them. No, because I don't have anyone in my feed who would cover the Met Gala uh, other Fox than you. News. Oh, well, I don't follow Fox News. Okay, well. I'm, I, <laughs> Newsmax! I am the news, Casey. I don't <laughs> okay. need to follow Fox News. Also trending this morning, according to Beer Business Daily, Bud Light's off-premise sales volume, which is the amount of beer that is sold outside of restaurants and bars was down 26% from a year ago. And Beer Business Daily wrote... We've never seen such a dramatic shift in national share in such a short period of time. Huh, that's weird. So it's down 26%. Did mm-hmm. something happen with Bud Light? <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, oh right. Yeah. They they had a mishap with their marketing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it turns out if you put a man dressed as a little girl as your spokesperson, that doesn't really go over well. Yeah, that turns off the target demo just a bit. And finally trending, our state representative... Jake Teshka. Oh, the Tesla guy. 
I know he's one of your favorites, which is why I grabbed now, this. Now, remember, let's set up for who this guy is. So he is a state rep, I think, northern Indiana mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. And I forget what the issue was. You were here at the, yes, yes. you were here. Yeah. You had just started, I think. Just started. This is like going back a year and now. I, and I tried to tell Casey before. I was being nice. Well, so when Casey first started here, I told her, get ready, Bal. You're going to end for a problem. I tried to explain <laughs> what she was getting into. Remember we had that Zoom meeting when we first met? Yeah, and you were wearing a baseball hat? Yes, I was, and I don't know if I've ever worn a baseball hat since then. I don't think you have. I was just uh, thinking about that. Well, my hair keeps getting better looking by the day, and why wouldn't I want to show that <laughs> sure off? Sure it does. But I had told you, and then when you first started here, you have no idea the level of insanity you are about to enter, because I feed off of it, mm-hmm. and the more angry I can make these politicians, um, the more happy that I am, and you got a very quick dose of reality on that something happened i forget what it was and this what's it tesla uh, tesla teshka teshka yeah. this jake teshka guy <laughs> who is a state lawmaker uh unprovoked started incessantly calling our hotline while we we were on the air demanding to be on the air then claimed he'd never heard of the show. I forget exactly what he never heard of the show, but then we asked how he got the hotline number if you'd never heard of the show or our station, and he didn't have an answer for that because, of course, he's heard of the show. Everybody in that state house has heard of the show. We are the show down the street from us. I tried to be the peacemaker, and I sent him an email and said, hey, you know what? You want to come on the show? Let's do an interview, and we'll do it at 8 in the morning yeah. before the show, and he was having none of that. Yeah, this is the sense of entitlement from the lawmakers a lot of times when we do interviews we try to work around our guest and we also work around ourselves that way we know hey this interview you know not every time sometimes we'll have people in live but we will say hey we're gonna the day of it's not like we were pre-recorded a week before but that way we know hey let's put it here it's Mm -hmm. this amount of time this you know whatever never in the history of ever have either of us been accused of manipulating an interview changing we're not brian baker with the tucker carlson right this is an ai and this guy was outraged that he couldn't pick exactly when he was going to be on, when he was going to be on, how he was going to be on. And we said, hey, Tesla, (laughs) we don't even do this for the main people, much less some guy who I don't even know how to pronounce his name. (laughs) And then, of course, he wimped out and wouldn't wouldn't, uh, come on the show. Now, I have said on the record that I think that there are some social issues that I do agree with him on. You still give him a hard time. I still invite him if he wants to maybe try again a year later and do a pre-recorded interview, I'd be up for that. Oh, Tes- oh Tesla, sure. Uh, yeah, we'd love to talk with Tesla about voting to give himself and his buddies a million and a half dollars in raises. We'd love to talk about him giving the governor $65,000 in a raise. We'd love to talk about $90 million in new gas taxes. We'd like to talk about suspending uh, the automatic taxpayer refund. We'd like to talk about doing next to nothing on property taxes. We'd like to talk about $2 billion more for angry red-shirted teachers. We'd like to talk about a $44 billion budget. We'd like to talk about all of those things. I would love for Tesla to come on this show and talk about those things. Absolutely. Okay, well, here he is asking our dear audience a question. This is State Representative Jake Tesla. For the last couple of years, I've been blessed to serve you in this magnificent building behind me. I've been a conservative fighter and voice for House District 7. (laughs) If you're with me and you want more of this conservative voice in the State House, please go to my website, www.jaketeshka.com, and donate today. So that's what he's asking for. He's asking for money? Money. 
Yeah. He just took all of our money. Yeah, the the 23 session just wrapped up, which means the uh, prohibition on fundraising has ended. So there we go. Give me money. Look, Jake, Jake, <laughs> look, if you want money, man, I mean, if you're if you're that hard up for money, think of the audacity for what these people are doing to their constituents and the property taxes and the gas tax, and he's out begging for money? Mm-hmm. Donate. Jake. That's his name, right? Jake Tesla? <laughs> Close enough. Jake Tesla. <laughs> you so need to be in the studio with us because if you're if it's money you need, I mean, wouldn't you want the number one audience? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want access to our tens of thousands of people? I mean, that's what I think I was talking about with Lucas earlier. I said, why, if you're so proud of your voting record, why wouldn't you want to come on here and tell everybody about your voting record? It's your record. We'll just go down the record. I don't have to, I don't need to name call. I don't need to say anything that's not true. Let's just work through the record. We've got to get Tesla on the show. I have said, and I'll say it again, I think that he is on the right side of many issues, but I just wanted to point that out for our listeners that <laughs> two days after the session ended and we have somebody asking but that's for a, But the Casey, that's like saying, well, yeah, sure, he burglarized my home and took my stuff without my permission, but He's you know, a nice guy. he came by and cut my lawn afterwards. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. You totally did that just so I would go off, didn't you? What are you talking about? I see what you did there. I have no idea what you're talking about, Rob Kendall. It's 1132. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. I come back into the studio and old Kev and Casey are Mm -hmm. laughing like a... Like a couple of people on laughing gas or mm-hmm. something. Like a couple of friends having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you leave the studio. Yeah. We have fun. <laughs> Let's talk about Hunter Biden. He says, I'm no deadbeat dad. <laughs> he claims that he play, he paid London Robert, Roberts $750,000. That's the stripper lady he had the baby with that he mm-hmm. tried to not acknowledge. Yeah. And then he had to take the paternity, paternity test. And they said, yeah, it is your kid, even though everybody already knew it was his kid. Yeah. This is also the seventh grandchild. It is Hunter Biden's fifth child. Yes. And still the one that Joe Biden is not recognizing. Isn't it? This is so wild to me because, like, I think when I see my, my own father and how excited he is about his grandchild. Yeah. And then I think about what a sick, twisted person you've got to be. Because let's face it, the relationship of grandparent and child is markedly different than parent and child, right? It's Mm -hmm. a, I'm not going to say it's more special, but it's a different type of special because it, it is, it is as an older person, the opportunity, it is the circle of life, right? It is the opportunity to literally see life reemerge in the you know in the sunset of your life and i say this like not thinking obviously hoping my dad doesn't or anticipating him falling over tomorrow but in the case of joe biden that may actually happen right yeah and for you to disown any of your grandchildren for you to disown any of your grandchildren and go out of your way 
Someday that kid is going to see that video of Joe Biden reeling off all six of his other grandkids and with intricate detail telling you about them and then just skipping that person. And what Joe Biden did was he dehumanized that little kid. Mm -hmm. So Hunter pulled up into court in a five-car motorcade, police escort. He hopped out of an SUV and then went into court saying that he wasn't a deadbeat dad. They had they had previously agreed after the DNA test. They had previously agreed that he would pay Navy's mom 2.5 million dollars. Yeah. It's a settlement. Mm-hmm. And then Hunter came back and said, I, I can't do it. I can't afford that. We got to renegotiate. And she, the mom, is holding his feet to the fire. Well, good. And this is the incredible part about this. Four-year-old Navy may be the one who breaks through all of the clutter and all of the noise and all of the investigating into the Biden family and their finances. Yeah. The little girl who they won't acknowledge, who they want nothing to do with, is the one who is going to get all of their financial records out in court. Isn't that great? And wouldn't that be just poetic justice? Yes. If that's indeed how it goes down. Now, isn't it laughable, though, that this guy who could supposedly, like, that sell $500,000 pieces of art. Well, and that's what she's saying. She's like, I want a list of the buyers. I want to know who they are. I want to know who you sold them to and for how much. Like all of the financial records. Because he's claiming that he cannot afford child support. And she's like, well, let's get all your finances out in the open and we'll see. We'll let the judge determine if you can or can't. Yeah, uh, hopefully he, uh, the, this, the attorneys for this lady are able to be successful because he is a complete piece of crap. His dad is a complete piece of crap. And it's one thing, look, and I have had uh, this conversation recently with someone who, and I won't name them because this person is a very good person, and uh, I'm having a bit of a problem with their son who is a government official. And we, the, the dad and I, who's older, he's 70s, and I went and met the other day, and we were talking, and, and he just straight up said, he said, I've told my son what he's doing is not right, mm. and he was going to pay for it, and you do what you got to do, and you and I are buddies because you and I have always been good. And so, I, you know, it's Joe Biden had an opportunity to not be lumped in with this kid. He is clearly lumped in with this kid financially, and then the fact that as a grandparent, I mean, that's bad enough, right? Your kid is involved in what I think the average person would look at and go, at the very least, if not criminal, I think most people have concluded it is criminal behavior, but at the very least, highly unethical behavior. And you're the president of the United States, and you're totally lumped in with all of that. And then that's bad enough, but to go out of your way to not even spite, deny the existence of your grandchild. Mm -hmm. Well, and how about Hunter? I think most men would not want to be labeled as a deadbeat dad. They go out of their way. Say, I'm not a deadbeat dad. The threat of anything, oh, I'll pay, I'll pay. Just don't label me as that. Hunter (laughs) is allegedly, reportedly living in the White House so that he doesn't get subpoenaed (laughs) and is going out of his way to be a deadbeat dad. Yeah. That's just... That's your first family. Yeah. 1138, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this new poll says that Americans fault the news media for dividing the nation. Nearly three quarters of adults say the news media is uh, the reason that we're so politically 
polarized in the country. Just under half say they have little to no trust in the media's ability to report the news fairly and accurately. Yeah, and uh, uh, this poll was interesting. Um, It was done by the Associated Press. And I think what you have seen, because you have, certainly as the internet age has, has, has become thing and obviously people have information from numerous sources at their cellular telephone at all times with the emergence of things like Breitbart and Newsmax obviously once upon it was upon a time it was Drudge Drudge has changed dramatically though since being sold um, and then obviously the offshoots of, of things like that which have become kind of the new uh, from a podcast perspective Daily Wire etc People are wise to the crap their government is pulling. It used to be you almost didn't know unless CBS, NBC, ABC covered it or uh, CNN in the early days of cable news covered it or you listened to Rush Limbaugh. That was That's part of why Rush became so popular. He was the one guy in the early days of talk radio who was telling you the things you weren't hearing anywhere else and was opening people's eyes. Now they have access to this stuff from so many different sources. And so I think people, the devi- the divisiveness in the country is because people are aware of the crap their government's trying to pull. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I don't, I've always said this because I get called divisive all the time, Casey, imagine that. When it comes to my government, I don't start any of it. I didn't start this property tax thing, right? Like I, I didn't, I didn't start that. You're not the assessor. I'm not. The, yeah, I'm not an elected person. Mm-hmm. I didn't start this gas tax thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't start raising the taxes to one of the highest gas taxes in the nation. But I don't think me responding to it and telling people exactly what they're doing and how they're harming constituents is divisive. I didn't start this thing in Brownsburg. I'm not the one who allegedly had multiple employees who forced a kid to eat vomit. I'm not the one who didn't do anything about it for two months. I'm not divisive for being the person who broke the story and then commenting about what's been happening ever since. So when I when I when we talk about divisiveness, from my perspective, I am a responder to government pulling crap on the people they're elected and appointed to serve. I'm... Uh, in some people's world, that makes me divisive, but I don't think so. So this poll says that social media playing a big role in this. About two-thirds of people say that when they see a news story on social media, they expect it to be inaccurate. But even though they're expecting it to be inaccurate, they rely on social media regularly for their news. And the article goes on to say that... Nine in ten adults are using headlines only to get their information, yeah, and that is the biggest mistake. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and one of the biggest problems is, and this is foreign to us because we are kind of what they call long form media, right? Like mm-hmm. we do, you know, five, ten minute segments. We flush through things. We go into intricate detail on things. And our audiences are very smart, very intelligent people. They're learned people. Uh, they're the best audience in the world. But a lot of people do not put the time or effort in. To read the article. And simply read a headline and go, oh, well, it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> and that is such a mistake. So many headlines are so misleading. And that's intentional. And people who are writing articles for the internet, myself included, 
there are apps to help you score higher headlines to get more clicks. Right. I use it. I want a high score. The article that we're going to get to later about grass clippings, yes. it got a 70. That was good enough to publish. Oh. It has to score 70 or higher. That's the digital age now. Yeah, I uh, I freely admit I am now an old person. I have never really done the technology. I've done enough of the technology to figure out how to get by. Uh, so for my generation, that mm-hmm. was the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, uh, emails. Uh, I can do things with the, you know things like WordPress or things of that nature. But you're right. There's all this. I mean, when you there's, taught me, you taught me about this story manipulation thing. I was like, what are you? You might as well have been speaking Chinese. But there's little things you can do in the story. Search engine optimization, and I'm completely SEO. Look yeah, at me being all tech savvy. I'm I'm completely uh, you know lifting the curtain on this. But when you're writing an article for the internet, you can plug certain things into it to make it score better so that it's fed to a greater audience. Yeah, I come in each day and I look at Kev and say, okay, Kev, how's my SEO doing, baby? How's my SEO? It has to have so many emotional words and so many power words. Yeah, I will sometimes critique Kev because he writes our articles for the show and I'll say, that's not high enough on my SEO. I need more emotional (laughs) words, Kev. You're big on buzzwords and really playing on the audience's emotions. Well, I mean, that's just, that's, that's a lesson to all of our listeners. If you're getting the majority of your news from headlines, from social media, don't. Yeah. Because it's all manipulated. You have got to go deeper. My favorite thing that people will click on, you know, at the end of a lot of articles on high profile websites, there's these things that are clearly ads, but they're guised as articles. Mm -hmm. You won't believe what... Uh, Tom Cruise did when he saw Nicole Kidman for the first time in decades. And then you have to click through a hundred different pictures to get to what you were looking for. If you would like to just inject a virus of some sort into your (laughs) tablet or computer, just click one of those articles. You won't believe what happened next when Pamela Anderson walked by Tommy Lee. You know what happened next? You got a virus. Mm -hmm. That's what happened next. Angelina Jolie's beautiful daughter. Picture in the comments. (laughs) Oh, where is it at? They trick you every time. It's 11.45. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound. There it is. <laughs> it's 10 minutes in front of 12. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Why is it then when you break up with somebody... Then you can be honest with them and tell them all the things that's on your mind. Or, or right when you're about to quit a job, yeah. that's, well, that's, when you, that's when you get it off your chest and tell your boss exactly how you feel about them or, or the company. Um, Self-preservation, right? Well, here, I, look, I'm going to go uh, quote the uh, famed poet and philosopher Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Quote, when you ain't got nothing to win, you got nothing left to lose. Well, why is it that... Outgoing Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot 
is making more sense on her way out of town than when she was mayor. See my original comment I just yeah. made. When you ain't got nothing left to win, you got nothing left to lose. Well, here she is slamming the far-left teachers' union, the bosses, for demanding schools remain closed during the pandemic. Wasn't the union just doing its job and advocating for teachers that didn't feel safe? Or do you think that their moves harmed our children? Look, obviously every union should advocate for its members, but it's got to be in the context of an organization. Schools are about children. We demonstrated over and over again that our schools were safe. We put $100 million into retrofitting classrooms, making sure that they had the PPE, making sure that every single classroom had filters um, to make sure that the air was safe, deep cleaning of every single building. But fundamentally, we know that where children learn the best and where they are safest is in the classroom and in-person learning. And none of our parents signed up to be homeschoolers. And the learning loss is real. We're making big steps in that direction, but the union needed to work with us, and they never but did that. What- so some of what she said made sense, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, she's saying the things that we were saying three years ago, and we were called a-holes, and we wanted teachers to die, and didn't care about kids, and I mean, okay. Thanks. I guess we were right on that one, too. So Corinne Jean-Pierre had a press conference and uh, she was asked about McCarthy and the budget and the debt ceiling and the negotiation. And when are Biden and McCarthy going to get together and start hashing this out? Yes. She she definitely got a good answer, right? No, sure. Probably. No. No. Nothing but not on whether the debt limit is raised. It, has the White House done anything to reach out to the speaker to begin that conversation over the budget? Um, and, and what happens if he does want to talk about the debt limit um, in concert with that discussion? I mean, we've been very clear, Matt. We've been very clear that what they have put forward, um, it, look, it's not a plan. It's a recipe for economic catastrophe. That is what they have put forward. Okay, so um, they did finally announce after that little word salad there that there is now a meeting actually scheduled May the 9th. But when, when we talk about, and I forget what the time frame was, I want to say maybe it's by 2035. I can't remember for sure. Somebody put this out and I'll have to go find it. Actually, Casey, filibuster for me for just like a few minutes. You're talking about Social Security. Well, I'm talking when about- When it runs ju- out of money? Ju- well, no, no, no. What I'm talking about is Justin Amash- who was a former U.S. rep, put on, like, under the Republican plan what the what the uh, national debt would be by a certain time frame. Oh, here it is. Perfect. So Justin Amash, uh, I believe he's from Michigan, put out the Democrats' plan on the on the debt ceiling will raise the national debt to $52 trillion by 2033. The Republicans' plan will increase the national debt to $47 trillion by 2033. Oh, okay. So, so five, five trillion. But my point on all this is this is exactly yeah. what I told you would happen. The Republicans don't have a plan to actually solve the national debt. Jim Banks and, and the Republicans voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. So what a great guy McCarthy is. McCarthy's plan right now would still see the national debt increase to $47 trillion by 2033. Yeah, is it $5 trillion better than Biden's? Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It should be no more trillion. Not one more trillion added to our national debt. 
You want to get out of inflation? This is not the way to do it. What did Janet Yellen say we had until June 1st before we default? Oh, she's changed her mind 30 times She'll already. She'll change it again. Yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, we had this question yesterday. Is it illegal to blow your grass clippings into the street in Indiana? And somebody called and said that there's a law against that. Yeah, and I said it was a, I, I would guess it was a local ordinance. Each municipality makes their own ordinance on that. And you are correct, yes! Rob Kendall. Indiana does not have a state law against blowing grass into the roadway. Hot However, dang. it can become illegal if it impedes the flow of traffic or creates a safety hazard. Yeah. There are a few places, Tell City, Indiana, also Evansville, that do have ordinances. In Evansville, it's a $25 fine. It starts at $25. You know, Casey, I'm not going to say that sometimes I amaze myself, <laughs> but I am on a daily basis just thoroughly impressed with how much knowledge on state and local government I have not only obtained over the years, but been able to retain. retain. Yeah. And our audience, look, I'm not going to say you're the luckiest people in the world, <laughs> but you are very, very fortunate people that you have me explaining to you what is what. Thank you, Rob. With the utmost of modesty, that was today's show. So humble. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. they said never gives up the dead when the gales of November come early.